0: Hello, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of November 18, 2013. This is episode number 213, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, or the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. Uh, With me today from Interval is... Uh, Adam Meyer, creative director. And we have a couple guests with us. We have Mike Pauly from Haney's. Hello. hi, Mike. There he is. And Melissa Mansfield from Haney's. Hey there. I will uh, explain why Mike and Melissa are joining us in just a second. Uh, we're super excited that they're joining us and to, to get into this topic. Uh, first, of course, we have to give some updates. Uh, we'll just we'll just keep it to one. Adam, don't you think that's probably sure? One's appropriate? enough. Appropriate, yeah. So uh, please consider joining us for the Joe Public Retreat. Uh, that's February 18th through the 20th uh, of next year. So perfect time to be in Scottsdale, Arizona. We will be at the lovely Saworo Resort. Am I getting it right, Adam? I think you. I think you nailed it that time. Yeah, yeah. We've been practicing, so I think. We've been. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the Joe Public Retreat, this is a very intimate consulting setting. Uh, we only have 12 folks join us. We're looking for healthcare marketing leaders that are trying to transform their approach to healthcare marketing. Uh, And just want to shape that vision, want to overcome an obstacle, want to plan for how to make that change happen. Uh, And we're going to try to structure the retreat around the individual needs of the attendees. So uh, you're going to get some really personal attention from us. And then, of course, from the other attendees who are all going to be experienced folks from healthcare marketing. So please consider joining us. You go to the JoePublicRetreat.com website and you will see it all laid out. For you. Anything to add to that, Adam? Nope. I think that covers it. Okay. So, why do we have Mike and Melissa joining us? Well, uh, I stumbled across this, I think, last week, and I'm going to have them both uh, I'll let you know who they are in a little more detail here in a second. I'm going to have them both kind of explain the background to this. Uh, what I'm going to call the report on the reports, and I know there's more official names for it, but essentially what this is is uh, the Healthcare Association of New York State has compiled a report that basically assesses different report cards from a quality standpoint uh and i when I first saw this you know it was it was it was it was, <laughs> it was awesome for one reason a couple weeks ago how many podcasts ago was it adam was two it or three three episodes
1: ago maybe counting yeah. the,
0: the last one we t- we touted a uh an effort by another organization to try to help consumers figure out quality. In their attempt, was really to aggregate all of these uh, quality resources, these reports, these websites. Uh, but it really that's all it was. It was an aggregation, uh, and so essentially, it was you know kind of a neat Google uh, search type of website so instead of going to Google search, here are all the different reports you could you could access by state or nationally it didn't go any further than that and we were really disappointed in that uh, this effort does go further uh, and and before we get to it you know I think it's worth reiterating though I think we've covered this many times in our podcast what our beliefs on uh, awards and quality and rankings are uh, you know, from a marketing standpoint, we have real difficulty understanding the value of of these f- for building a brand for all kinds of different reasons. There's so many different ones. Uh, consumers don't really understand this stuff. Uh, it changes all the time. Uh, it goes against one of our tenant philosophies, which is Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital. Obviously, that's because the vast majority of people don't need a hospital at any given time, so they really don't care about your wars or rankings. Uh, So from that standpoint, I think our our, uh, position is pretty darn clear. But we also, you know, we work with hospitals and health systems all the time. And so we're constantly either being asked to help them uh, leverage, uh, you know, quality reports or rankings in their marketing. Uh, And so we see the battles that they're facing. And as this report kind of alludes to, it feels like there's a new, you know, quality report or some kind of report being issued every other Week. And so, not just from a consumer marketing standpoint, but even from a, you know, a lot of these actually provide great value internally to hospitals and health systems to help them guide driving better care. I mean, that, that's fantastic. We're all for that. But how do you know which ones to pay attention to? How do you know which ones to care about? Uh, just like consumers, I think, healthcare marketers and healthcare leaders uh, are rightly confused by all the stuff that's out there. And I think this report that we're going to touch on in this podcast is really a great effort to try to resolve that. So a couple of uh, background points. Mike, who I introduced earlier, is the Vice President of Communications and Marketing Strategy for Haney's, which is the Healthcare Association of New York State. Uh, You joined in 2007 to direct Haney's online presence. And, Mike, I think we've known each other for, what, two or three years, at least through Twitter,
1: yeah, and you that's were right? uh, you were kind enough to help us with a white paper that we were working on a while ago. That's right, that's right. So, have you been on the podcast before? I was trying to remember. I haven't. Uh, long time listener, first time
0: uh, guest. Okay, awesome. We'll have to have you guys back again. So this is just the start of a long road, a long relationship.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: Uh, let's see, Mike. You recently uh, served as senior director of web strategy and e communications for Haney. Uh, you're the former webmaster for the New York State Department of Health. Uh, where your work was recognized by the Rockefeller Institute's Best of the Web for State Government Award. And if we have time, I'm going to ask you about the uh, health exchange website for New York because I made some pointed comments about it a couple podcasts ago. And I'll give you guys a chance to to weigh in if we have a chance there. Melissa. Melissa, you're a veteran journalist, seven years covering state politics with Newsday and the Associated Press. Wow, that would be interesting just to hear you talk about that. Uh, You're now serving as manager of public and media relations at Haney's. Uh, you are on Twitter at uh, Haney's com, and Mike, you are on Twitter at. I just had it up here. Is it Mike Pauly? It is. It's just Mike Pauly. Yep, just Mike Pauly. Just, just so not, not just Mike Pauly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us, you two. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys talk about this more. You know, I I try to at least set this up, but. Why don't you start by just giving us an overview of this of this report? You know how did it how did it get started? What was what was the goal? What did it take to build it? Uh, just give us some background to start. Uh,
1: well, I think that you teed it up very nicely. Um, you know, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of report cards out there. Um, they all use different measures, and it's uh, it, so it's difficult from both a, a public standpoint and a, a, a healthcare provider standpoint to know exactly how you should be measuring things and, you know our members all want to provide the best care that they can and uh, but it, it's it's tough to know exactly where to look so we just wanted this to be sort of a, a conversation about how do we all get on the same page so we can make sure we're measuring the same thing.
0: So is this something that you were hearing from your members at Haney's that were kind of crying for this? That, that's what I would imagine is people going, would somebody, for the love of all that's holy, help us figure this out? <laughs> I don't
1: know that they were crying, uh, <laughs> but, but I think that uh, there was, you know, they share the concern that, that, that you expressed earlier. Um, you know, how, how do we make sure that we're improving and what can we use as the, as the proper measuring stick?
2: I think what we were also hearing was just, they were so frustrated with the variety of results, and these report cards, a lot of them were using the same data, but would still come up with dramatically different results, so they were trying to figure out how to respond, what was useful, what they could use to actually improve, Um, and so we kind of, we we were trying to come up with these criteria to evaluate which ones were more useful for different purposes. And so our quality institute came up with the methodology, which I don't know how much I should go into, but you know what what report cards use transparent methodology. What ones use evidence based measures? Um, which ones allow for hospitals to preview the data to make sure that the data is accurate? Um, some of them use data that are you know over a year old, and hospitals change every day. So how how can we weigh that? And so they they kind of framed it. Using these these guidelines to sort of evaluate, and we we only pick ten, but there's so many out there yeah. um, to see, you know what what each were saying and how they were coming up with it and and trying to make sense of it for our members.
0: Yeah, you you talk about the ten, and and you know the ten you, you cover the biggest ones in here: Joint Commission, uh, Truven, which a lot of people know as um, well. They did know, but what what was it? What were they called before Truven? Help meet somebody.
2: Was that the Reuters one? They used to be the Thomson Reuters. Thomson Reuters. 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 Yeah. Reuters. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Health grades, Consumer Reports, use U.S. News and World Report. But you alluded to this, Melissa, and we've had this this experience where you know marketers will call saying you won't believe the the ranking or report that that you know we now have to figure out right. So somebody somewhere in the organization has come across Joe's House of Hospital Quality, you know, quarterly report <laughs> for you know sussex county right and they're up in arms because joe has ranked you know the hospital uh four out of five smiley faces and and they're all upset and that you know how what are we going to do about this uh you know it's it's hard enough just to deal with these 10 but you kind of have to start with these uh bigger ones because these are the ones that themselves have built somewhat of a brand
2: Right, right. And we, we had to focus on the ones that were, you know,
0: there's quite a few that are New York State
2: based, but these are the ones that are most applicable to, to our facilities.
0: Yeah, so, so talk about some of the key findings, just overall, not, not necessarily to pick on any one of them. Um, I'll do that in a second. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, what were some of your overall findings once you dug into this?
1: Uh, well, I don't think we would go into this. We'll leave the specifics to you, but it was mostly that um, you know they weren't using evidence based measures, or they weren't their measures weren't aligned with CMS or with NQF. Um, they weren't using, in some cases, the most current data. But you talked about you know one of the challenges with that from our end is that, you know, those are, that they're releasing a new one every week, so trying to keep that all organized is difficult, Um, and some of them, their methodologies weren't transparent, so those were, those were some of the concerns that we
0: had with them. Yeah, those are big concerns.
2: And I know pretty early on, one of my tasks was, oh, just sort of, you know, see, what you know? What the hospitals are getting as scores. And so we picked hospitals from across the state just to kind of see how they ranked in these different um, report cards. And the variance between, you know, the different report cards, you'd get a C and then a two stars, but then you'd get a 64. And it's like, well, what is good? What is bad? It's all over the place. And it was just, I, I was shocked even, you know, reading about this and studying it for a while, just how varied these really are and you know even our expert doctors that were on that you know worked on this they were shocked and you know if if the healthcare providers can't make sense of it how can the public use this you know, for to to make useful information, useful decisions. You know,
0: yeah, it's crazy. You guys did a great job of of capturing that kind of an infographic that you've shared and as the beginning of the report. And it's humorous just to look. You know, you've got kind of a blinded hospital, and it's you know, if I can read these off, here are the grades: thirty-two recognized, check, top five, C, which is amazing if they got a top five and one, and then top fifty. So it's you know, you look at that and you go. What in the, you know, first of all, how do I make sense of all those? And like you said, there's a disparity. If something's in the top 50, how in the world does it get a C? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, that's what drove the report the fact that there is this just all over the map disparity there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. So, what I'm really interested in is if you're willing to share, and again, you can blind your feedback here. Well, you've been hearing from the report card folks, right? So they're getting a little bit of a taste of their own medicine here. You've done a really good job of trying to provide an objective evaluation. So you've got three stars, two stars, one star, or half a star. So you're kind of putting it back on them, ranking them. And some of the, I would say, the three best known, from a consumer perspective, the three best known report cards. Uh, are at the bottom of this list: Health Grades, Consumer Reports, and U.S. News and World Report. Uh, even Truven is down there. Uh, all those with the single star or less. Uh, you know, have you heard? Has there been any kind of official uh, response to this from any of these groups that got lower than you know three stars?
1: Um, there have been responses. There have been um, requests to discuss, and uh, let's leave it at that. <laughs>
0: Which is understandable, you know. This is—it's a somewhat of a ding on their brand. Um, Obviously, if if you've gone about this in in an objective way, I assume you had clinical folks help you evaluate this. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we have our Quality and Research Institute, um, and we have a number of quality experts there who who you know this this project took a while, and they went through this stuff with a fine tooth comb.
0: Yeah, I can just, I mean, you guys don't have to respond to this, but I can just hear the, like the feedback saying, well, you know, you're not really looking at this in the right way, and, and it really needs to be looked at this way. Kind of the same, the same answers you hear from the hospitals to these report cards, right, or in response to the report cards. I bet these folks are saying, you know, you could just fill in the blanks differently about whether they're talking about their report card or a hospital talking about their actual ranking, and a lot of the feedback is going to be the same because it's just confusing,
1: yeah and and uh, you know, we just think it's a place for for the conversation to start. Um, and And I understand that there's uh, you know everybody's got their business interests, um, but we think you know having some something that's useful for both the public and providers that is based on standard measures will ultimately, you know provide the best information for everyone.
0: Yeah, and you just touched on something, Mike, I wanted to ask you about. In, in the materials that I read, the press release and the report itself, um, You know, the intention of the report is clearly stated for hospitals, so leadership, boards, physicians, to help them sort through all this. Um, is there an intent or is there a future intent to, to push this out to consumers as a tool to use, or are, are you already doing that? It's currently available to consumers,
1: um, you know, we are, since we're an association, we're trying to, you know, to do the best we can for our members. And we think that ultimately that works
0: out for the public as well. Oh, that's great. Have you have you heard, what are you hearing from your member hospitals once they get their hands on this? Uh, we've heard uh, just positive feedback.
1: We've heard positive feedback from members and we've also gotten some great coverage on this. It's been, uh, it was in, and Melissa, you'll have to help me with this. It was in, uh, uh, Kaiser, it was in Washington Post, um, health Melissa. Leaders. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, health leaders Fears
2: media and yeah, fierce
1: healthcare.
2: H A T media. Yeah, it's been it's been going around. It's uh, yeah, very positive. And also, I, you know, you asked about our member reaction. A, a number of doctors and. I mean doctors, but within their hospitals are the chief quality officers and the vice presidents for medical affairs. They signed on to the report um, when we did our public release. You know, even uh, facilities that do very, very well in a lot of these report cards were still, you know, happy to see this report out there and, you know, discussing the need and the benefit for defining the criteria for a reliable report card. So just because, you know, a hospital does well doesn't mean they love this report either. So it, it, this discussion is, you know, is helping, and, or this report is helping the discussion. So uh, we're, we're happy about that.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I would expect it. Do you know of other, anybody else who's done something to this level? I haven't heard of one. No, no. Not, that, not that we know of.
2: No, we we did a similar project a few years back, um, just looking at them and, and reporting on them. But this one was much more detailed and uh, much more, you know, um, what's the word, Meth- methodological. <laughs> it, we, really, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we really, you know, went into the details this time.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that's what, I mean, I think you have to do that if you're going to go out there like this. Um, you really have to make sure you've done your homework. Otherwise, if somebody can come in and say, well, you know, this wasn't done in a valid way, you didn't really go deep enough, uh, it, it hurts the credibility of, of the information and, and its ability to help people. And without getting political, I would imagine this is something that could. Um, you, know, you mentioned the Washington Post. This seems to me to be right for the Wall Street Journal, for the New York Times, because it speaks to our healthcare system as a whole. And a lot of the things that, that we're moving toward, whether we like it or not, uh, consumerism, for example, uh, of putting the onus on consumers uh, or the idea that if consumers only had access to information – they would make better decisions and therefore, you know, better decisions would lead to less expensive healthcare and that is, you know, the silver bullet for all this and I guess I've always felt like you got to have a masters degree in in healthcare of some kind to understand this and even like you mentioned the people that spend their lives in this don't understand this how in the world do we expect consumers to to filter through all this, understand you know what is the best choice for my care? Uh, and we're just talking about quality here, right? I mean, it just speaks to that much bigger issue of how much can we really expect consumers to get from all this?
2: right, And with the report, you know, we really do want the national dialogue about some of these problems that the report cards cause and how the divergent scoring methodologies you know really just just confuse it um and we're you know. Maybe there'll be a consensus on reasonable criteria, but the the research needs to be done on on how to measure and and what to be measuring. So we're we're really hopeful that this will will help push that dialogue forward.
0: Well, you've you've made a wide decision coming onto the podcast because now this will be exposed <laughs> to millions of people around the country. So I do want to ask you, though. I mean, I I just think again, this is so well done. Uh, But it it, it really only covers – it covers maybe arguably the most important criteria you should consider. Uh, But certainly there are other criteria. Uh, You know, patient experience is another one where, you know, you could go through the same process, I would imagine, and come up with the same kind of disparity measuring patient satisfaction or patient experience. You could look at physicians and how they're ranked in different ways. Uh, You could look at price. Do you have any – you know do you have any vision of trying to to do it in other realms such as those uh i don't i don't think that's been discussed yet but you you've
1: certainly <laughs> given us some food for thought <laughs> you know maybe this is something that could get turned into a series but uh as i said this this took a while to put together and and we're happy to get it uh out to people and and uh you know, maybe that is a road for us to pursue, you know, in the conversations I think that you and I have had, Chris, uh, I'm always interested in the, in the, uh you know, the age caps and, and how that impacts
0: things overall. So that would be interesting to see. Yeah. I, it just, there, there may be even more of those type of, of rankings out there. And I just remember speaking on this, um, years ago when age caps first went public, meaning, uh I don't even know if it was called HCAPS at the time. I think it was, but it was. I was at a conference the day that uh, CMS was going to release publicly the health uh, hospital Connect uh, satisfaction data, and if you remember, they had taken out some ads in some major markets to promote, you know, to kind of um, communicate what the findings were for some of the hospitals in those markets. And people, you know, I was at a, a marketing communications conference, and people were just panicked. You know, what are we going to do? what are, you know th- they're going they 're going to publicize this, and, and people are going to be calling us and My presentation happened to be speaking about all the different ways that you can go out there as a consumer and evaluate hospitals. I have this slide that 's got like thirty different things on it, thirty different bullet points, and so you know I showed this slide, and I said now let 's add HCaps on there. What is the true impact of this really going to be it 's just number thirty one out of thirty different ways people can go out there. Uh, and at the time hospital connect was a nightmare from a website perspective so even if you wanted to go there and find stuff good luck to you uh, but I, I i do think that once you guys you know you need to, to be able to kind of bask in the glory of this for a little bit i'm sure you're exhausted from having pulled this together but uh, i do think there'd be a lot of value in, in expanding this if you guys have the wherewithal and the energy <laughs> to to do it in 2014 or something
1: yeah, like I said, it's food for thought. I think we need to talk to our uh, quality and research folks and see if
0: they're, if they're up for it. Yeah.
2: We, we have to talk to them before they listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, maybe you can encourage one of your sister organizations to do it, right? I mean, you guys can own the quality. Maybe you can work with uh, the New England Group or... Uh, you know, one of the larger group, the Carolina group, is is large. The Wisconsin group is large, and say, hey, we'll share with you our methodology that we went through to do this with quality. Why don't you guys do it for patient satisfaction? Hmm. I don't know. Unless you want all the glory, then you. <laughs> 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 well, best no, I- luck
2: to our quality team. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, is there anything else you guys want to let people know about this? I mean, we'll provide links to all the stuff we've talked about. Uh, again, for the millions of listeners, so they can link through. Uh, there's a website, obviously, that you've developed. Uh, there's the report itself. Uh, anything else you want folks to know about?
1: Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, I just don't think that people should see this. Uh, hopefully, people don't look at this as any sort of negative thing. Um, you know, it's it's really there to... to uh, as i said to get the conversation going and and make sure that whatever we're using as a measurement we're all looking at the same thing
0: well i know you have to say that mike <laughs> but but i <laughs> i hope some people look at this negative way and and i hope it's some of the people that are behind some of this stuff uh, and i mean that in a good way i mean that like if if you're putting out something like this and you know, it doesn't cause any emotional reaction. It doesn't cause anybody to stop and pause. It doesn't cause somebody to go, "That's wrong." Then I don't think that it's it's as powerful as it could be. And I think that's what will happen from this. You guys will start a conversation with this, uh, and it and it and it could be a a long conversation. It may never get resolved. Uh, but I know that there'll be people that are that will be thrilled with this. There'll be people that will be angry, and I think that's a really good thing. That means you guys have really tapped a nerve uh, in a way that that needed to be tapped. That's it, what
2: I'll say. Yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how the organizations do react to this information. And, you know, hopefully the, the different entities and providers can work together to come up with a more meaningful consensus, you know, report that can be consistent and, you know, follow all of our guidelines. But they're, they're the guidelines for a reason, you know? Yeah. So
0: well awesome again thanks so much for, for joining you guys we really appreciate it I'm glad you could make the time we just wanted to hear right from the source this was uh, I saw this last week and we wanted to jump on it last week when I saw it but it was worth waiting to have you guys join us
1: oh thanks absolutely uh, our pleasure uh, big fans of the show and uh, you know it's an honor to be on
2: yeah thank you and hopefully next time Jackie will be there too
1: <laughs> That's yeah right.
0: what happened with her I don't know she must have been busy or something what, and does Katie
1: now have her own show as well?
0: Katie, did you know Katie has left? Right? Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I don't think she has her own show. She should. <laughs> we she should. I can recommend that to her. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk to you guys in in about a year, right? When you come out with the patient experience report.
2: Yeah, we're going to get right yeah, on well, it. Ho- okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> mark our calendars hopefully, for that. <laughs> hopefully, we talked to you before then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it was great having you guys on. Uh, Let's sign off now. This is Chris Bevelo. Uh, Adam Meyer. You guys can say goodbye. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike Pauly.
2: (laughs) And Melissa Mansfield.
0: All for the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Ambassadors podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.